Thank you for listening to another episode of the Grit for 60 podcast. But first, a message from the folks over at MyBookie. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code THPN to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code THPN to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, and get paid. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey y'all, welcome to the Grit for 60 podcast, uh, Connor Helbuck edition, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We've done enough of this. I, I didn't think of a, I didn't think of a name for this episode beforehand. I just thought of the intro bit. Um, and by intro bit, I mean running gag that we've been doing for the past month. Um, this is the Grit for 60 podcast. We talk about Jets hockey uh, here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. I am recording live from Jacksonville, Florida, to record your Canadian hockey team. Um, I guess to cover your Canadian hockey team, I should say. I am joined from further south by my brother, TCJ. Hey, everyone. It's TCJ, also known as Brendan Farrell. So, uh, yeah, Brendan. Connor. Brendan. Connor. How about them Jets? How about them Jets? The Jets are uh, one and one since our last uh, recording session. Yeah. They lost to the Predators in overtime and beat the Blues in a game they probably shouldn't have been competitive in. But you know what? Connor Hellbuck. Yeah, we can debate that, actually. Really? The Blues game was a little more even than you'd think. Well, yes, okay. I mean, just, I guess I'm looking at the shots and it's 37-25 and there was a good uh, 10 minutes in the second period where I'm like, the Blues have an extra gear that the Jets just cannot touch. They're just a better hockey team. 
And that's, I, I that's know fair what the score says, but I feel like the Blues probably should have won that game. Yeah. Uh, I want to just preface all of this with we're recording this literally the night after uh, the the Blues game. So oh, yeah. So the, you guys are hearing this in the future. Uh, we don't know what happens against Ottawa. We don't know what happens against the Blackhawks. I am going to operate on the assumption that the Jets win both of those games. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to operate on the assumption that we beat the Senators. Okay. I think you, I think it's pretty safe to say that they beat at least like or beat one of those teams. You'd think that, but have you watched the Jets this season? No, not at all. I just have this I'm going podcast. To I, so I just I, I just I bullshit out of my ass. So what? Well, I, I'm, I choose to be optimistic with my assumption here. Um, you be optimistic about one of your teams? Yeah. Look, I like it when they win, okay? Uh, no, I'm just making a joke that usually your teams don't win very often, so. No. But neither do mine, so. No, they don't. Sorry, Jets fans, but as long as we're covering your team, they will not be winners. All right, so. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's change things up. We'll, We'll start with the Blues game because that's more pressing. Yes. I think I think this is the more – well, not the more important, but bigger statement made here, I think. Yeah, I, I would argue that the Nashville game was the bigger game just because they're competing with Nashville for a playoff spot. But. Well, yes, exactly. And that's what I thought of halfway through my sentence and then tried to make it sound acceptable. Well, uh, you tried. Uh, no, I did. Congrats to uh, – happy first to uh, Jansen Harkins. Yeah, there you go. Woo! And I can't say that that fourth line, it wasn't uh, – well, I shouldn't say – well, I guess he was playing with Ross Willick and Cop, but usually I think of him as a guy that plays on that exceptional fourth line. And they were kind of uh, deserving of some points here and there. Also – Work they put in. Jansen Harkins totally falls under the category of, I promise you this is a real person. This is a real person. This is definitely not a guy that was in the first draft class of uh, your Chell offseason. Or the, like the fifth. Or yeah, like the game to start straight making up things. Right. Exa- that's what I was talking about. Yes. It was uh, picked a pick after Daniel Sprong in the 2015 draft and ahead of uh, Rasmus Anderson, Jordan Greenway, and Rupe Hintz. Oh, in no man. particular order there. I just felt like throwing that out there. Oh, and also uh, Vince Dunn. Kinda would've, I kind of would rather have Rupe Hintz if for no other reason than I like Rupe as a name better than yes. Jansen. Yes. And that, that's that's a uh, great way to determine like who's a better player. Well, right. You know, all my favorite players have funny names. Although I am determined that Ferk doesn't exist because he doesn't have a vowel in his name. Uh, like, yeah. you can't... How are you going to tell me that that's an actual person? There are no vowels. Right. Like, you gotta be freaking kidding me with that one. No, you gotta be freaking kidding me with that one. I'm sorry. That was too easy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then, of course, line, 
that's a, a, a classic line A goal there. Just line A from the dot, Ovechkin esque. Didn't get all of it, but it didn't matter in the end. Goes in the net. Exactly what you pay line A to do. Yep. I mean, you don't pay him to do anything else but shoot. If he doesn't score there, the Jets might be asking Line A for a refund, but he did score there. And it there really isn't much of a return policy for no. NHL contracts. No. Players got to have some rights. Um, yeah. That's a discussion for a whole different podcast. Yeah, I was really wondering why you <laughs> brought that up. <laughs> Sorry, the yeah. – um, Full disclosure, I'm a big MLS guy, and they just resolved their CBA, so I'm, like, drowning oh. in that. So don't bring up anything related to a CBA. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Quake season is still alive, so. All right. Now I'm wondering if, like, European soccer has a collective bargaining agreement. I'm sure they, I'm sure they do. But I don't know of anything that's like a players' association. They've got the FA, which is the footballing association, but that's more of a govern governing body than a players' association. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Don't know. But here's here's what was interesting to me. So the Jets go up two nothing, much like they did Saturday. Although Saturday they went up three nothing. Here they go up two nothing, and then the Blues come right back at them with two goals in about mm, two and a half minutes. And in over a span of about 10 minutes there, these might've been the only two goals, but the the blues really controlled the game and found a gear that the jets, I didn't think could really touch. Your thoughts. No, I I, I agree. I think, um, you know, they kept creating chance after chance after chance. Part of that was on the power play where they found their first goal from Colton Pareko. But even after that power play, I think it was probably sparked by that. But even after that power play, they still kept going at the Jets. Constant, constant shots, shots. And, you know, if you can pin the Jets in their own zone, they don't have the defenseman to deal with it. They just don't. They don't have any sort of protection in front of Hellebuck. It's just – how many times can Hellebuck stop the puck? Right, exactly. Just honestly, though, like from a sheer just number standpoint, this wasn't that bad of a, a Jets game. Like it wasn't a classic Connor Hellebuck game. It was Connor Hellebuck playing very well, but the Jets also not being a total dumpster fire in front of them. I still say that Hellebuck was the difference in this game. And I'm not going to disagree with you there. That's what sort of happens when you have close games like this. Like a lot of times <laughs> you can just be like, well, one team got the goals, the other team didn't. Well, sucks, sucks to be you if your goaltender didn't play as well. But you say that, but if it's a close game, then both teams theoretically are getting over the period of 60 minutes or either both teams are getting the goals or both teams are not getting the goals. You um, see, though, that theoretical doesn't play out as often as you think it does. I okay. I mean, like honestly, how many? Like for example, how many one goal games have we seen the Jets play this season? A lot, right? Yeah, quite a few. Yes, and their five on five numbers are awful. Correct. Awful. So it's it's stuff like that, you know, like like 
Anyway, the Jets have won a bunch of one-goal games, and like a lot of them I don't feel like they were the better team in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's basically the point I'm making here. Absolutely. Okay, fair enough. So, what is your what – what are you basing your optimism from this game on? Well, sorry. It's been a long week for me, so if you catch me yawning a lot, uh, that's why. Same. But taking away from my personal fatigue – uh, I mean, the Jets have been, for whatever reason, I'm not really sure why, the Jets have been, like, not completely horrible at 5 on 5 since the All-Star break. I've said that a couple times, but, like, this was another game where they weren't that bad in. They were still, like, not great. But they weren't completely horrible. Um, okay, what do you mean the, by this? The, the shot attempts were 47-43 in favor of St. Louis, so it's relatively even. And the expected goals were 2.06 to 1.63 in favor of St. Louis, which that one's, that's kind of bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have 75% of the actual goals on 44% of the expected goals. I mean, that's always fun. Yeah. But in terms of, like, like compared to the rest of the season, that's not horrible for the Jets. Um, okay. And I will say this. The one continuing uh, theme that I've seen from this season is this, this team has, is very good at the intangibles, and I know, Brennan, you're going to roll your eye at this. But they, they definitely seem to – respond well in this game uh, after that second goal tie well maybe not after the first goal because after that first goal the blues had all the momentum which again you're probably going to be like momentum doesn't exist but ignoring that uh after this that second goal tied the game the jets really closed out that third third period strong and they didn't get anything for it um but they definitely showed that hey we're not out of this game we're i mean we're not gonna let the the blues get one power play and suddenly become the better team. We're still very much, we know who we are. We, we can come back and we'll not come back. It's tied, but we're going to take control, take control of this game again. Yeah. I like the way that you, you put it. Cause I mean, when you're tied two two and you're on the road, like it's not a great situation to be in, especially to a team that's like obviously much better than you. So kudos to the Jets for, you know, finding a way to, to get a goal. And, you know, it was from my boy, Andrew Kopp, so I can't, I can't your, hate on it. Your boy, Andrew Kopp. Andrew Kopp is one of those guys that has you, – you talk about the, the Jets playing well five-on-five five coming after the break. To me, he's looked really good after the break. He's been one of the players that I'm like, there's a noticeable difference between now and, we'll say, a month and a half ago or whatever it was. I think he's just been really steady for them all season. Well, when he was when he's playing. Listen, just put Cop and Ellers on the same line and let's see what happens. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. Uh, sorry, Cop's a guy that I just want to see what happens if you give him more minutes. I think he's good in his role. I think he's. I don't know if I consistently want him playing in the second. Although you're right, I think it'd be interesting to see if you give him more minutes what he does. But I think if you know, if he's your third line guy, 
that's pretty good. Like, that's not a problem. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, like, Andrew Kopp just, like, strikes me as, the like, the odd man out whenever um, the Seattle expansion happens. Oh, so, no. To me, he's totally, like, one of those candidates where, like, he's a decent third-line guy, and then all of a sudden he goes to Seattle and he gets put on, like, the second line, and everyone's mm. like, who the fuck is Andrew Kopp? What? What? Sorry. Oh, yeah. He's, um, becomes Wild Bill, but in Seattle. Yeah. Well, maybe not to that extent, but... Anyway, sorry, I just thought of that. Um, what, did you notice anything else from this game? Uh, I mean, also Harkins had an assist on Andrew Kopp's goal, by the way. hey No, just, you know, you always like getting wins against teams in your own division. But, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's just an important win for them. And I'll say this again for Jansen Harkins with Andrew Kopp and Jack Roslovic. They were the one line combination that had a Corsi four above 50% in that game. There you go. Uh, they had 64%, whereas Connor Shifley and Line A had a 50%. Ellers, Wheeler, Appleton at 50%. And Bork, Shore, Shaw had 16%, which is weird because I felt like they were always in the attacking zone, pretty much always forechecking. Um, but maybe I'm mixing up my hockey. So, what, like here. 16%? Like, what? That's like, I'm, I'm guessing they were on the ice for one attempt for and like six against? Ooh, one, four, and five against. Ooh. That quick, quick maths there. I mean, I just figured it was, like, something, something like, stupidly small, like, when it comes to ice time. Yeah. So, I figured I wasn't too far off. Um, let's see. What else can we get here? Expected goals, 4%. Oh, Nick Ellers, Wheeler's, Ellers, Wheeler, Appleton. Expected goals, that's an interesting. So, they had 50% of the Corsi 4%. And 66% of the expected goals for percent. So that's, I guess they're, where they're taking their shots are more dangerous than where they're allowing them, I guess is the takeaway there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> just just ready to move on. No, no, I'm sorry. I have a thing prepared. I wasn't really, I'm sorry, but I wasn't really listening to you. So You have a thing prepared? Yeah, so I went on Natural Statric and I fiddled around with their filters. So since January 31st, which was the Jets' first game after the break. Sure. Uh, granted, uh, big, big, small sample size alert on here. Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of this could just be noise. But in the four games since. No, small sample size hockey is my favorite kind of hockey. Fair, fair enough. Uh, but in. These four games right now, uh, the Jets are 12th in the league in expected goals for a percentage. And I think they're doing pretty well in, in Corsi 4 as well. Uh, they, are say, all, they are also 12th. That's pretty mediocre. Yes, but considering that the Jets were at one point, like by far and away, like the worst team in the league when it came to like expected goals and stuff, like that's a drastic improvement. I just want to say, not to ignore everything you just said, 
Because that is important. Not to ignore everything you just said, but I'm going to ignore everything yeah. you just said. I'm looking at the shot heat maps, and you can see two big circles of, like, like not red. But like a light orange. Yeah, two big circles of concentrated shooting right in front of Connor Hellebuck. Just like, oh, that's, that, like, almost where you, you would expect defensemen to be standing. Yeah. Like, Pionk should be standing in one of those circles. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Jets are taking point shots from the right. And only the right, I guess. I guess that's... Uh, I was going to say potato, but potato's usually on the left. Uh, Pionk, again, probably. Yeah, probably also Pionk. <laughs> 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 Man, high event hockey there from No, I'm kidding. I don't even know if that's true of if Pionk played high event hockey that that game, but just looking at these these maps, it's an interesting one. Anything else from this game that you found interesting? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm good. Um the I I would say Guys, be a little, I hate to say this because usually I think hockey teams are a little too cautious with the lead, but like maybe don't uh, overextend yourselves looking for that empty net goal and almost allow a nod man rush the other way. Nah, it's fine. All right. Just don't worry about it. It's fine. You know what? I've got one more thing to say about this game. Okay. Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, Connor Hellebuck. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, did you have something else? Um. Yeah, I, I want to throw this out there real quick. Okay. Apparently, I, I'm taking this secondhand. I'm hoping that this Twitter source is actually listening to insider trading. Uh, oh. But apparently, Pierre LeBrun said that the Jets are one of the teams interested in Alec Martinez. And that's gonna be that's gonna be a no for me. I, I'm good. I think we covered this on another pod. I'm not like, what is the price going to be for Alec Martinez? Supposedly it's a second round pick and another pick or prospects. No. On a rental. No, thanks. No, no, thanks. no what, thanks. What are you doing investing in this year's team for? Uh, they're in playoff contention. What are, you, what are you talking about? But like, this is a team with a lot of potential. Right. Is Alec Martinez really going to make that much of a difference? No. And you're also you talking about multiple picks for like, you're also talking about a 32 year old defenseman. With what, uh, what? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm not familiar enough with Alec Martinez, but what does he give you that Kudlikov doesn't already? Uh, Alec Martinez scored the game winning goal of the Stanley cup final. But clearly yeah. he's super valuable. You mean like what? Eight years ago? Ten years ago? Six. I don't know, man. But hey, I don't know. The, uh, the Jets are still just a point out of a playoff spot because the Western Conference is a gigantic mess. I looked at the standings today, and the Flyers, who sit out of a playoff spot in the East, could lead the Pacific Division. They could be leading the Pacific Division. 
Uh, it's it's good and fun. I, I'm just interestingly you know, like, interestingly enough, they'd only have a wild card if they played in the Central, but they would be leading the Pacific. I'm just imagining the rest of the league like just yelling at the Pacific Division, be like, they're just being like. Why can't you just be normal? <laughs> screams. Screams. Pacific Division screams. <laughs> <laughs> and we're expanding this division. Why? Well, we're not really expanding this division. We're just swapping out pieces. We're expanding the Central Division. That's what we're doing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Have we decided if who's moving to the Central Division? Or is yeah, Seattle it's, it, it's, the uh, it, it's Arizona. Is it? I just like how essentially the Sharks' rivalry with Vegas, like yeah. cemented Arizona's move to the to the Central. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah. like the thought was that like maybe you could put Vegas in there, I guess. But then you're like, yeah. But the Sharks and the Kings, like, you know. Yeah, no, you can't break that up. You can't yeah. break up California at all. You're not gonna you're put one. Of... The... You're not gonna put one of the Canadian teams in there, right? Yeah, I mean you could. You can't I break mean, up. You can't break up the Battle of Alberta, though. No, you. I mean, this, after this year, absolutely not. And you can't put Seattle and Vancouver in two different divisions when they're like right no. next to each other. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also like how before the Sharks, the Sharks Knights became like a thing. They're like the I they the NHL was gonna sell us on the uh, the desert series or whatever it was. Like yeah, yeah. Vegas Essentially, and like Arizona. Yeah, like the Coyotes sucked enough that everyone else is like, yeah, we don't need to make this a thing. Yeah. Outside of you know rivalry night, but whatever. Getting back to what we should be talking about. Nah. <laughs> the Rangers. They have one guy that we need to stop. Can we do it? I don't can, know can the Jets stop one guy? And of course, I am talking about Brendan Lemieux. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. I don't know who this Artemi Fanarin guy is, but we got to stop him. He's made of bread and nobody can stop him. I, I would say also that Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider are good players. Yeah, they're good players. But, like, yeah, they're good players. It's really weird to me looking at the Rangers. Like, if you look at the fancy stats, like, Capo Caco has been awful. As in, like, yeah. if he wasn't the number two overall pick, he would be in uh, – where? where's the Rangers HL team? It's not Rochester, right? Like, that's the Sabres. I have no idea. I'm mean, completely honest. I don't know. Oh yes, in Hartford, yes, the Hartford Wolfpack. That's what I meant I to guess say. that makes sense. If you well, and I the think the other contributing thinking. factor there is the Rangers are also not good. So there's space for him in the NHL. With the like, I guess my question would be if he's going to get middle six minutes in the NHL, why would they put him in the AHL at all? No, what is he going to learn? What is he going to learn there that, that he won't learn here? I'm just saying that his numbers have been really, really bad. Oh yeah. He's been, it's been terrible. And as a Flyers fan, I find it funny just because he was supposed to be the one plug and play guy from that draft, right? Like 
the idea was that uh, Hughes had a higher ceiling, but you could put Kako into the lineup immediately. Well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Although, I guess I, I we should be too hard on him. He's playing with Chittle and Brendan Lemieux. I mean, plus their fourth line is Phil, the Giuseppe, the legend, Greg McKegg. Greg McKegg. All time. Like, first bout Hall of Famer on the names list. And Brett Howden. You want just a guy? You get Greg McKegg. Greg McKegg. There are three G's in his name. Four. Greg? There are there are four and G's Keg. in his name. Keg. Sorry, I forgot that Greg ends in a G. You forgot that Greg ends in a G? What did you think that the G yeah. was? Brendan, you know what? It's been a long week. They <laughs> just it- glanced over it. <laughs> yes, I spell it Gree, but it's pronounced Greg. <laughs> Well, you know what? They got stalled with two A's, so deal with it. Yeah. Well, plus they've got Brady Shea. So. Shea yeah, it's an SK and a J. That's a nope. That's right. A no. We've been down this road a thousand times. Well, I mean, their defensive pairings are Adam Fox and his married men of five other dudes. Yes, Jesper. They've got a lot of interesting names on this team. We could do a whole podcast with just Ranger names. Yeah. Between Stahl and Capo, there are four A's. <laughs> and there four are still four A's. And there are still four G's in Greg McKegg's. Four G's in Greg McKegg. Four G McKegg. You know what they say when he's in the defensive zone, he's got full coverage. Oh my goodness. That was good. Come on. That was that was pretty good. You, you gotta give that to me. We, we should put that on a t-shirt. I think you're abusing that one. A little bit. A little bit. So aside from the name, what is interesting about this Rangers team? Uh, their goaltending situation is fun. Ooh, their goaltending situation is fun. I don't like it personally because they just seem to walk into goaltenders versus the Flyers never have goaltending. But you know what? Fun is a good word. Starter heart. Well, that's, again, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, you know, it's like regardless of whether they get Georgiev or, or Lundqvist, it doesn't really matter. Oh, uh, which of the – so should we be expecting low scoring between if, – if we get Lundqvist or Georgiev versus Hellebuck? I think this could be a fun game because you've got two teams that absolutely suck defensively with uh, some pretty good top six options going at each other. I like the Jets forwards better. I think there's going to be a, a good amount of offense and some really good goaltending and nothing in between. You know what? Hold on. I have to look something up. Oh, okay. You know what? Nick Shore 
Logan Shaw and Gabriel Gabriel Bork are going to abuse that Rangers. If it's fourth line against fourth line, the Jets' fourth line is going to have a field day. Dude, how are you betting against Greg McKegg? Because I've been really impressed with this Jets' fourth line the last couple weeks. Fair enough. Logan Shaw and Nick Shore, those are the guys. And, well, and Gabriel Bork is there. Um He's helping. I'm t- you, I, look. Are you talking about fourth line Corsi God, Nick Shore? Yes. Give me all the Corsi score three goals. Three nothing Jets. All of the goals come from the fourth line. That's probably not happening. Um, I'll go three one Jets. And Reminder. Logan Shaw gets the first star. Second star, Hellebuck gets the first star. Reminder that these two teams played each other in the first game of the season and it was a pretty wild back and forth game. Yeah, well that was also the first game of the season. Everybody's figuring things out. Right, and and like that was the game that the Jets played really well in. And I was like, Oh, these are the Jets, and now I'm just like, oh, these are the yeah, Jets. These are the Jets. <laughs> True. But uh, it's at home, though. That's the problem, is that the Jets are just eh at home. So I will go with 4-3 Jets. Ooh. We're going with the, uh, the confidence picks today. Yeah. In my confidence, I mean we are optimistic about the, the Jets. I just don't like picking the Rangers. Stay tuned for the hour-long episode next week because the Jets play the Sharks next Friday. So, Ooh. Just wanted to throw that one out there. And then the week after that, we get the Flyers. So oh, man. So you're, so you're going to have like two yeah. straight weeks with like hour-long episodes. That's going to be fun. That Flyers game is an early start, too. Oh, fuck off. It's on a Saturday. It's fine. I don't like early starts. Well, I like early starts when they're convenient for me when I'm covering the Jets. But it's a Saturday, so it doesn't matter. You're telling me that you really need like a 5 o'clock start on Tuesdays. 5 o'clock? Yes, that would be ideal. Not Tuesdays because I work then. Um, 5 o'clock starts on Thursdays. Fair enough. All right. uh, You got anything else you want to say? I'm resisting the urge to go back into the Connor Hellebuck bit. Uh, but I can't think of anything else. So I'm going to go with no. I've got nothing else to say. we got to come up with some other bits here. <laughs> put that on a T-shirt. No, I'm kidding. Can we put, put that on a T-shirt on a T-shirt? Mm, I have a feeling someone's already done that. Oh, I'm sure. All right. I think, I think that's going to do it for us here, right? I got nothing else. You sure? Yes. I, we've been over this three times. I have nothing else. All right. So with that being said, uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at GritPer60Pod. Do uh, it. Go. If, if you like all sorts of fun deals and promotions, go follow the 
at contact THPN page on Twitter because that's where they share like a bunch of cool like flash sales and stuff that helps us out. Like what sales? Uh, like they shared one that was like 30% off at Cool Hockey. Oh. As long as you use the promo code flash and you click on this one link. Flash. Uh. I knew you were going there. Or if you're, uh, if you're a big Chiefs fan, uh, I'm sure the Venn diagram between Chiefs fans and Jets fans is like Flash. barely even touching. Uh. But, uh, you know, there's, there's a nice deal on, on NFL shop for you as well. Uh, you know, cool. Cool, cool stuffs. Stuffs. All right. Um, so thanks again for listening to us. Once again, check out the other hockey podcast network pages and, you know, do stuff, do the stuff that supports the pod. Uh, uh, but with that being said, uh, that's going to do it for that, for another episode of the grit per 60 podcast. Uh, thank you for listening and have a good one. You're listening to the hockey podcast network on Twitter at hockey Podnet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.